Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Jason McIntyre in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, Thanks to Pete Prisco for stopping by last hour with us. We'll have more NFL coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, That story that Jason teased a little bit ago about Aaron Rodgers now beefing again uh, with the Packers front office. But uh, big stuff going on in the NBA. we got a crazy great story involving Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan coming up in a couple of seconds. But uh, clearly the NBA, everybody waiting with bated breath. After what we saw late last night, uh, Jamal Murray goes down in a heap uh, during the Nuggets' loss against the Warriors. He was driving for a layup late in the loss to Golden State. He comes down on his left leg, and his left leg just crumples, lying on the floor, screaming in pain, holding his knee. Uh, uh, Mike Malone came out right away. They brought out a wheelchair for him. He, he eschewed the wheelchair, but was able to be helped off. Couldn't put any pressure on his leg. Uh, waiting for results of the MRI today. Clearly, the talk in the locker room after for the Nuggets, everybody was shaken. This is awful. We don't know what we're going to see until we get the MRI back. And the thing is, Jay, you know, with Nikola Jokic getting all the, the run for MVP as good as he's been, I, you know, I, I think, you know, look, as good as we know how good he is. I don't think the average NBA fan knows how good Jamal Murray is and what he does for this team. It's yes, we see Jokic, we see everything you can do, we see that skill set, it's awesome. But man, when we go back to where we were at last year in the bubble, this was the Jamal Murray show. And I really don't think people know how much this is going to impact the entire Western Conference race if he's out for a long time. Yeah, this uh, cannot be understated. First of all, the NBA injuries this season, Jason. Oh my gosh. The league's just been gutted, and that's what happens when you rush a season with the shortest offseason in sports history. What was it, 41 days, 71 days, some insanely low number, and that's why everybody's hurt. You know, the Miami Heat were hurt. Look at the final four teams from the bubble last year. Nuggets, injuries, Lakers, injuries, Heat, Celtics, both bad injuries all season. I mean, this is, the, the league really messed up, and now, and I'm sure, Jason, you've seen this, that the league likes to back-end the schedule, right? You don't want to put marquee games in November and December when the NFL's still playing, right? You don't want to put good games in March Madness. February, everybody takes vacation, right? So they back-end the schedule. April's loaded with all the good TV games and the best players and the best teams. And what do you get now? A crap product in the middle of the week. Nobody's watching this Nets game because James Harden's out, and now Kevin Durant's not doing back-to-backs, and now Jamal Murray's hurt, and... Man, I'm just, it stinks for the league that all the good players are getting hurt. And um, I'm going to say this, uh, this really massively potentially helps out the Lakers with LeBron and AD. They can get even more rest and not worrying about falling further back in the West. Um, we know the Clippers are paper tigers. I call them the paper clips. I think they're frauds, but the Denver Nuggets, this, this would just be devastating if Murray's out for the season. I, I would be very upset. 
See, you got me thinking that line from Moneyball when uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are talking about the game, and Jonah Hill says, okay, should I save a seat for you? And Brad Pitt goes, I don't watch the games. Yeah. You know, he goes and works out. He's like, I don't watch the games. Yeah. Look, it, it's just getting to that time now. Where, look, the NBA, clearly the regular season, is it's way too long. I mean, if you're just talking about it from an aesthetic point of view, we know everything we need to know after about 55 games. Right, Maybe the bottom of the standings change a tiny bit where a team that was in ninth can jump into eighth or a team that's eighth can finish sixth. But by and large, you get through 55 games. We know where it's at. But th- this is a case where this Western Conference is loaded with good teams. Mm-hmm. Right, It doesn't matter where you finish one through six. That's the best part for a team like the Lakers who are trying to just stay afloat. You, know, you just want to stay out of that seven through ten series where, hey, we don't want to have to play that one game against the Warriors where Steph goes for 55 and we're out because yeah. it's one game, one moment in time. And, yeah. So you yeah. stay out of that top six. You, you stay into the top six because there's nobody you can avoid. You know, you're going to play a good team, and we'll see how things parse out in the playoffs, who's really a playoff-ready team. But these are all really good teams, and I don't see a way forward for the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. I mean, they've been playing so well, especially since the trade deadline. Uh, you know, the same thing, the Blazers have been playing well. If you're the Lakers, you're hoping we can finish sixth. And, and avoid being in that play-in round. But here come the Mavericks are right on your heel now. You know, they lost a couple of games, but they're playing better. I mean, the Nuggets are one of those teams where I, I saw them and the Jazz being at the top of the West coming off of last year. Okay, the era of these teams is here because their cores are young. Their top two players on each team are locked in. You know, they're going to be great for a long time. But now this Jamal Murray, I, I just don't see a way forward for them. As, as good as it is, as, as loaded as they are, and you brought up Aaron Gordon, and, and as good as Jokic is playing, I don't see that way forward if he's out. I, I don't want to be bash the NBA guy, just to be clear. I love the NBA. Uh, when I got text yesterday, hey, man, Curry's got 21 after a quarter. may want to turn this on. I get those. Zach Levine uh, the other night had like 25 straight points in the first half. They're like, you may, you might have 60. You know, Zion Williamson must see TV. We we haven't even talked about Luka Doncic. Okay, he's top eight in the in the West. By the way, did you hear him upset about this play-in thing? He's like, yeah. if you're if you're after a full season seventh, why the hell should you play in a play-in game? Like, what is that all about? And meanwhile, the NBA thinks they have this awesome idea, which I think is kind of cool. One game elimination, but it sucks if you're the seventh seed. You got to play an entire season, and then you got to beat the eighth seed um, to to get the seventh spot. You know, and it's like, what what do I got to do that all this? What's that extra basketball for? Um, so I listen. I, the West is going to be stacked, as you said, Jason, in the playoffs this year. We just hope Jamal Murray comes back. You know, my, my point to that is with, with Luka Doncic is uh, play better. I mean, you're, you're complaining. I mean, this is not like, hey, Fine. we finished You know third. what he'll do? He'll look across the locker room and say, hey, Porzingis, can you ever be healthy? And as a Knicks fan, you know, KP, I, I love him. He's a unicorn, but the guy is always hurt. I mean, geez, goodness gracious. Yeah, look, as a Knicks fan, I'm offended you didn't mention Julius Randle just as a, just oh, as a throwaway man. line. I mean, you got to mention Julius, yeah, man. The guy's playing out of his mind. Got to give him a lot of credit. He had a get good nod to Kobe Bryant last night uh, talking about his work ethic. Um, I, I just, I got to say, the Knicks are, Thibodeau's a tough watch, is he not? It, you know what? You know it's a tough watch? Watching the Knicks lose by 50 every yes, game. Okay. You know what's not? Watching the Knicks win. I don't care if it's 50 to 49. Uh, you know? <laughs> who's I think your, it's one okay, of those second games where... <laughs> Who's your second best player right now? R.J. Barrett? R.J. Barrett, yeah. Quickly? Uh, quickly is really good. I, I feel like they don't believe in him as much as the fans do, but he's clearly an electrifying player and needs more uh, He needs more responsibility. I just love the fact that he has turned them into a team that wins, and he doesn't really have – you know, he made the superstars. Julius Randle became a star this year. R.J. Barrett took a big leap this year. I mean, for me, I, I feel like – if I'm talking about coach of the year in the NBA, I mean, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else has, has stars and stars ready-made coming in. And here's Thibodeau who takes over this team that's largely the same and has a lot of spare parts on it. And here they are, you know, they're game over 500. They're a game and a half out of fourth place. And, and it looks like they're going to wind up being in the playoffs at some point. I mean, he's, he's done a phenomenal job with them. I, I would agree, but I'll see your Tom Thibodeau and raise you a Quinn Snyder got the Jazz at the top of the Western Conference. Monty Williams, Phoenix, hasn't made the playoffs, I think, in like 14 seasons, something insane. And what about Doc Rivers? I always clown Doc Rivers as an overrated coach. He only won in Boston because Danny Ainge delivered him a super team. Doc Rivers faced in the offseason. Do you trade Simmons? Do you trade Embiid? What do you do? What do you do? We're just going to keep them both and then have the best record in the East. So I think 
it, it, there's some tough challenges for Thibodeau to win Coach of the Year, but certainly he's top top four candidate. So uh, we'll have more NBA coming up. I'm more on this topic, more on Luka Doncic coming up in a bit because that's a really fun topic that, you know, hey, we don't like playing these play-in games. Uh, but there's something really fun that, that you pointed out. I know you, you were big on this on Twitter yesterday. Uh, a big quote from Reggie Miller uh, regarding Michael Jordan. This gets into a conversation about teaming up with stars. Uh, he had a quote saying that if Michael Jordan would have called me and tried to sway me to come to Chicago when in their heyday in the 1990s when Jordan was winning championships and Reggie Miller was always not winning championships. Uh, he said if he tried to sway me to come to Chicago, I would have told him to go blank himself. Reggie Miller said, I would have told Michael Jordan to go blank himself. I would have never teamed up and left the Pacers to join another superstar. Now, I know you, Jay, I mean, you think Reggie Miller's full of it when he says that. So it's it's funny. I don't want to go on too much of a rant. I think Reggie Miller is a friend of Dan Patrick. You know, I think he goes on the show a lot. But um, Reggie Miller's just totally full of garbage. Okay, he's a terrible announcer. And also, this is the worst take I've heard a former NBA player say. First of all, why would Michael Jordan call you to join his team? He's got Steve Kerr. He's got Paxson. He don't need you, Reggie. You never beat him. Why would he recruit you? And second of all, Reggie, let's look back at the 90s with some reality, okay? Let's look back at the 90s. And Charles Barkley hated everybody, wanted to beat everybody. Twice demanded trades to contenders so he could win a title. Demanded to be traded to the Suns. Said he would retire if they didn't trade him. Then also demanded to be traded to the Houston Rockets. Scottie Pippen rode that Jordan train to six titles. The second Michael Jordan leaves, hey, get me the hell out of here. Demanded a trade, and the Bulls gifted him a trade to the Rockets, a contender. Let's not forget Clyde Drexler goes to the finals with uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Can't win the chip. Hey, guys, I need to go to a contender. Get me out of here. I want to go play with this guy because I like him. I'm going to go play here. Chris Mullen, Golden State Warriors, another, all the good players. It's so funny, Jason, that we don't do this with any other sport. All the good players in the 90s, with the exception of Jordan, basically, ended up playing later in their career for another team trying to win a title. Okay? All of Almost every single one of them. We don't do this in the NFL. We don't say, hey, man. Those defensive ends in the 1990s were way better than they are today. We don't do this in Major League Baseball. Oh, the pitching was so much better. We don't do this in tennis. When nobody says anybody, Mats Vlander or whoever, whatever tennis player you want to call up from the 80s or 90s can beat any of the great guys now. Why, Jason, do we do this in basketball? In every sport, the players now are bigger, faster, stronger. We have way more technology. Okay, we have way more information and analytics now than we do then. And yet some reason, 90s NBA is the greatest ever. I I, I don't understand it. I think of the NBA in the 90s almost. You mentioned Moneyball earlier in the show. You remember that scene in Moneyball where they're having the old school scouts in the room and Brad Pitt keeps pointing at Jonah Hill Mm -hmm. and saying, "Uh, uh, numbers guy, what do we got? Numbers guy, what do we got? I feel like. The old school guys are all the 90s NBA stands who think 90s NBA was the greatest thing ever. A 94-89 final is like the best game ever. Oh, it's defense. And now you look at the analytics and like, oh, we're way smarter than we were 20 years ago. So corner threes are amazing. And basically any three is better than a long two. And, and I just, I don't understand how we are smarter in every aspect. Computers. Jason, you've got young kids, right? You know it's way easier for a kid to pull out an encyclopedia from his pocket now than to go over to the cupboard and be like, oh, where's the J for the encyclopedia? Let me look this up. Or have to go to the library for something. You've got a library in your pocket. And now I've ranted too long, and I'm sure you are you want to fire back on everything. You probably took notes. But go ahead. I I just This 90s NBA stuff is just nonsense. We forget. Last note, last note, last note. Um, From like 88... 89 to about 95, the NBA added teams. Michael Jordan dominated the expansion era. People don't want to believe that. Go look up who the uh, who Charlotte was trotting out. It, it was a bunch of plumbers and Michael Jordan dunking on a bunch of 6'6 white guys. And it was like, oh, it's the greatest era of basketball ever. Like, guys, let's calm down about the 90s. All right, I'll shut up. All right. Well, I'm, I'm with you on a lot, except for the fact that that Reggie Miller is full of it. I'm with you. I'm with you on a lot of it. Look, oh boy. Jor- Jordan would have would have not recruited Reggie Miller because he didn't have to. Right. Right. It's not like they were struggling to win championships and it was, boy, we got to keep this train rolling somehow. No. Once Jordan started winning, he won. He retired for two years. He came back. 
They won three more. It's, it's not like they were struggling. It's not like it was, what are we going to do? We got to go get Reggie Miller. We got to go. I got to go need help. Uh, so that, that's the first part of it. The, the whole thing about the 90s, look, it, it's like anything in life. You know, who's, who's talking about the 90s? People who lived through it, right? Because <laughs> this is what life was like. You know what? Oh, life was, and listen, there, there's definitely things you talk about in your life, what life was like you know, before 9-11, after 9-11, when you know, everybody's a little bit more scared and wondering how things are going to go. But it, it's more about when you were younger, of course, everything was better when you were younger because you were younger <laughs> and, you, and you were doing more and you were out. You were able to go out and party until 2 in the morning and wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go to work and go, yeah, I'm going to need a cup of coffee, man. I'm ready to go. Everything was better when you were younger. Uh, the 90s was great because we saw Jordan and we saw the best player that any of us had seen. Then LeBron shows up about 10 years later and he's been running things for the past two decades. But this was where the NBA kind of broke through and became that number two sport to the NFL. So I get its historical uh, place in where, okay, this is where the NBA made a big jump and all the big superstars became bigger than life. And you could be a superstar in Utah, whether you were Malone or Stockton, you could be a superstar. So you didn't just have to be in LA or Boston or Philadelphia. But the whole thing with Reggie Miller is I believe Reggie Miller when he would have said no way. Reggie Miller, I, you got to remember his career, and, and he was always, I am the best player on the court. I don't care. I can make any shot. I can do anything I want to. I'm going to carry this team. I mean, he had that superstar ego and mentality of, you know, yeah, you can say Jordan's the best, but you know what? No, I'm the best. I'm, I, I can do this. So I believe him when he says I wouldn't have gone to do it because there's some players that, that had such that big uh, uh, of killer mentality and that big ego where they go, no, I'm not going to go team with somebody. I'm going to do it right here where I've been doing it for my entire career. So Miller's one of those guys. I believe him when he says that. Interesting. Now, I look back, and, and you just opened up a total new door for me, right? When we think about what's your favorite music, right? It's what you grew up with, the soundtrack of your youth. And, you know, for people who grew up in the 90s, 90s music is the best, right? Um, we do this with movies, too. You get attached to movies from your youth. Entertainment. Well, we don't do that with Major League Baseball or the NFL, right? For whatever reason, we do it with the NBA. I guess because the NBA is probably the most entertaining of those three sports. I love the NFL for gambling, for fantasy. It's only 16 games. Baseball, you know, we know it was the sport in the 70s and 80s. It's kind of faded a little bit. But basketball is entertainment, and Reggie Miller was great entertainment. The choking at, uh, you know, uh, Spike Lee in the garden. And Reggie grew up, he was in the hotbed playing in Indianapolis, right? Uh, I mean, Indiana, after Larry Bird, you know, Indiana was like the 90. It was the spot. In, in the 90s in the Midwest. That's like the heartland. People love basketball above all in Indiana. And we just, I think, overrate Reggie Miller. I'm sorry. You said some nice things about him. Great. He averaged over 20 points for six seasons. Couldn't do anything in the playoffs. Getting past Jordan until Jordan retired. By the way, our Knicks couldn't get to the finals until Jordan quit the first time, then retired the second time. And then the Pacers get there and lose to the Lakers. So Reggie Miller for whatever reason, is thought of as, oh, he's one of the great all-time greats. Is he really? Do you, Jason, you've watched a lot of NBA. Who's had the better career, Reggie Miller or Damian Lillard, who's only 30 years old? Ooh, uh, so so far I got to give it to Reggie. Reggie oh, got the Pacers. Oh my gosh, really? Reggie's got the Pacers to the look. Damian Lillard's not done yet. When it's all said and done, I'm sure it's going to be Damian Lillard. But Reggie Miller did do it for almost two decades. He got them to an NBA final after it's Jordan a, retired. It's and, a, right, and sure. Dame's still, not getting by the the Golden State Warriors that that dynasty or LeBron. He's just not. Nobody is. You know? No, but he's, he he got them to the final. Look, this is when the Lakers that that era started because their first uh, title year, the year they got there was was when Shaq and Kobe figured it out. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Reggie Miller, but mm. when it's all said and done, probably Damian Lillard because good players and great players elevate everybody else around them. And when you talk about who was the second best player on those Pacers teams, all right, Rick Smiths. Okay. Oh wait, they had Rick, the Davis brothers. Rick Smith was yeah, okay. You know, they're, they're, they, you know that's fine. And Damian Lillard has C.J. McCollum, who's a really good player. So it's it's not like Reggie Miller was sitting around with a whole bunch of talent. It's like he, you know, he was able to play really well and lead them very far in the playoffs every year. You know, I guarantee you, if you look, he's got the Pacers further in the playoffs than Damian Lillard has has gotten the Portland Trailblazers over the course of his career. And so there's got to be something to be said for that. Again, the expansion era. Look who they beat in the. For instance, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals when Jordan uh, uh, quit, and they lost to the Knicks four three. 
which was a pretty good series. They beat Orlando expansion team, 3-0. Then they beat Atlanta, which was nothing, 4-2. And then they lost to the Knicks, 4-3. Now, that team, though, of Reggie Miller, and again, I'm not diving too deep into the Indiana Pacers here. You know, their second leading scorer was Rick Smith, as you said, the dunking Dutchman. They had Byron Scott, the former Laker, Pooh Richardson, Derek McKee, Dale Davis. Yeah, not an incredible group. I just think Damian Lillard has already passed Reggie Miller. He's won by himself two playoff series with shots at the buzzer to close out another team. I mean, Reggie Miller won a bunch of playoff games, but can you remember a really good team he took down? I I, I can't. I, I can't do it. The Knicks were great. The Knicks were great. I've romanticized them in my mind how great the Knicks are. The Knicks were so great. They were kept winning championships by Michael Jordan. Don't ruin that era for me, Jay. Don't ruin the Knicks of the 90s when they would win games 38-36 because of the way they play defense <laughs> with Xavier McDaniel. Don't do that to me, man. You're doing that to oh, me. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I listen, reasonable minds can disagree. Reggie Miller, obviously an all-time great, a Hall of Famer. And this is the other thing, Jay. If you say anything remotely controversial about comparing players or eras, people think you all of a sudden hate the guy. I don't hate Reggie Miller. Maybe he blocked me on Twitter a few years ago because I was critical of his announcing. But I, that has nothing to do with it. I promise it has nothing to do with it. Just as I don't – now he's laughing, and Lee is laughing in there in the, in the control room. So, uh, again, I don't dislike Odell Beckham. He did block me on social media as well. And, and, and again, that's the problem. If you want to be critical of people – and I'm not I'm not trashing them. I mean, I'm not saying like Odell Beckham has been uh made by the catch and he hasn't done anything. How many you know playoff touchdowns does he have? I'm not I'm not crushing these guys, but at some point we have to just let the facts speak for themselves, right? Like Twitter at how about a fresca Jason at Jason. Now R. I'm McIntyre. coming off as a hater. Come on, J- Smith, you need to go in on somebody because I've done too much. You were great until you said, well, you know, he blocked me on Twitter. So, oh, okay, there, there we go, there we go. No, you were. It was good. It was good. Right up until that point. Oh. Right up until that point. Oh, I'm not going to check social media between the break. I'm going to go back to reading this Eagles story on the Athletic. Hey, you guys got to read this story. It's crap. I mean, it is bananas. What's going on with some of these teams, man? Uh, We got some big NFL coming up next. Aaron Rodgers beefing with his GM. I'll give you the, I'll restate the big, bold prediction that's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to happen really soon, and people aren't ready for it. That's coming up next right here. Jason Smith, Jason McIntyre, in for Dan and the Danettes. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Macs with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. And you know, Jay, you said a few minutes ago, I said, boy, you went in on Reggie Miller. Okay, my turn now. Let, let's get to this Aaron Rodgers situation Ooh, here, shall okay. we? Okay, all right. Yeah, like, I like this. Minutes. We're taking turns yeah. blasting people. And just to be clear, <laughs> uh, I'm not a hater of people. Reggie Miller, obviously one of the great shooters of all time. Um, and I'm joking about his being a terrible announcer, obviously, guys. Come on. Um, uh, but are you anyway. joking about him blocking you on Twitter? Or no, that, that really was serious. Happen? He did block me. I, I don't know why. I have no idea. I've never <laughs> never spoken to him. Um, but listen, uh, this comes with the territory. You guys don't yeah. think when we come on here and host a show, if we say something that you know thousands of people don't like, that they're not filling our inbox with, uh, hey, you stink, you're the worst, you suck, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And they most of them spell your with the wrong one, right? You know, like... Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. let's go ahead. Why are you, you are? Like, yeah, that's exactly. It. Yeah. No, it's, it, listen, I, I always say you can't be on social media if you can't, uh, if you can't take people telling you, you suck. Yep. Yep. I mean, that, that's the whole social media is not for you. If you can't tell people telling you, you suck that that's kind of the, the, the hard and fast rule. If, if you don't like going through your ads and seeing, but don't go through your ads. If you still don't like people saying something, then don't be on social media. It's like, it's like the wild West, you know, it's like, there's no rules, but you, you, yeah. you gotta be okay with living in this. Hey, area. I'm curious, Jason, how many, have you looked at how many people you've blocked on Twitter? I don't block anybody. Oh I feel my like goodness. What? If you, because if you block someone, they win. That's no, kind of how I look no, at no, it. No, 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 if no. you block someone, they win. I disagree. If you block someone, it's because you don't want to wake up, you know, go to the bathroom, and everybody knows the first thing you do if you're in sports media is look at your phone and check texts and email and Twitter. And um, I don't need to wake up in the mornings and see 15 F-bombs in my mentions, <laughs> so I just block the people. I, I don't need that. Like, you don't walk down the street, Jason, and people are like, hey, bleep, 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 bleep. Like, that's not how society works. So they shouldn't be able to do that. You want to have a real constructive conversation? I'm up for that. Let's do that. But well, wait, wait. So wait, I'm. I've blocked over two thousand people. I I should stop doing that to you then under my burner accounts when you wake up in the morning. I I think the mute is when (laughs) it is really also very powerful. But Mm -hmm. then you know, you know, I mute a lot of people, but I've blocked. Yeah, I think twenty one hundred people have blocked. I just don't. Wow. Need, well, I've been on the platform since January of '09. So what is that? Um, oh, like so you've been on. Years. You got in. You got into Twitter early. Yeah, you got I was on there, there early, early, and so I have 12 years. That's an average of what? Like, I can't. I mean, it's too early to do math now. But uh, over 150 people a year. So what is that? 10 a month or something? That's nothing. Yeah, why well, you blocking 10 people a month? Well, no, I just feel like I just feel like if I block anybody. That then they know they've won. Like, and I hate that moment of, you know, oh, Jason, you suck. Oh, this, oh, he blocked me, man. This is great. Because how many people do you see on their Twitter profile go, hey, I was blocked by so and so? And they wear that as like, that's the biggest accomplishment of my life is I was blocked on Twitter by this famous person. So I'm like, you know what? I'll sit here. And if you go through, I, I can go through and whatever you say about, look, and obviously if you say something that is really out of bounds, and I, I might take a second to go, oh, boy, okay. But by and large, like, if people, I, I, I can just go I, past I, and do I'm, it. I'm willing to let Cuckoo uh, Kachu four two three as his handle win. <laughs> you know, if I block him, like I, I just I don't care about these. Never people, heard of you him. You know. <laughs> 
All right, so as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, now we get in on Aaron Rodgers. You know, you, you brought up the story last hour that, you know, now there's more evidence of him beefing with his general manager. This on, on the heels of how successful his Jeopardy run has been so far and talking about how he'd love to do it because it's only a certain amount of time a year. And then we had an agent uh, weigh in a day ago saying, hey, the reason the Packers aren't moving so fast in free agency and didn't move for new players is because of Aaron Rodgers' contract. And clearly they could have done things earlier in the year to make things better and commit to Rodgers long term. You know, I, I, I feel like everybody is missing the boat. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is biding his time right. He's like a cobra that is just going to lay in wait. And then he's going to suddenly pop up and say, you know what, guys? You're trading me, and you're trading me to Team X, and I'm going to sit home in Northern California until you do it. All right, just because this has kind of gone away doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is suddenly, well, he's cool with everything that goes on in Green Bay. He's not. He's not been cool with it since Jordan Love was drafted. And, and, and the Packers, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, they want him out. They know they want – because they would have re-signed and said, listen, let's do something with your new deal. You just won the MVP. Let's keep you around. Let's do something team-friendly. Let's get you a lot of money, but let's help out. There's been none of that, right? It's just like it was in New England where the Patriots wanted Tom Brady to leave, and Tom Brady left. They wanted him gone because Belichick was sick of trying to plan things around Brady, and Brady was sick of the Belichick way, so they wanted him gone. The same thing is going on in Green Bay. And, you know, yes, over the course of the last month or so, Deshaun – Watson and well and until recently and Russell Wilson have been getting the lion's share of the attention as quarterbacks who are unhappy but trust me this Rodgers thing is going to come up when he's got all the cachet and the leverage in the world and maybe it's right before the draft maybe it's right after the draft but he knows he wants out and he's going to make that demand and say you know what you are trading me and I've played my last down as a Green Bay Packer and he's going to do it he's going to go someplace else and he's going to play the last four or five years of his career and it's going to be like Peyton Manning going to the Bronx goes where, hey, I'm going to go someplace good and I'm going to be able to achieve and get to Super Bowls and win. I saw what just happened with Tom Brady in Tampa, and that's the Tom Brady effect of, boy, they stopped doing things for him in, in New England and he was there for a long time. He goes to a new team that does everything for him, keeps all his weapons around. Why am I not being treated that way? Ryan Rodgers saying, why, why are you not doing that for me? Just like Russell Wilson saying, why are you not doing that for me? This, this Aaron Rodgers story is one of those things that's a slow boil right now it's going to end with him saying, you're trading me, and I will sit home until you do it, and you're never going to see me again. Now, the only fly in the ointment in all of that, right? And I would agree. Aaron Rodgers probably wants out sooner than later. The only problem with all this is what has happened in the last two years to the Packers. They went to the NFC Championship both years. Last year, I believe Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. So what on earth are these bozos in the Packers front office thinking? That the grass is going to be greener than an NFC title game appearance and the MVP of the league? Like, I, I just, that's the only problem. Like, I can see them thinking, hey, we're, uh, we've had enough of this Aaron Rodgers guy. Let's get our own guy in. Jordan, I got to put my stamp on this team. This is still Aaron's team. And this goes back to one of the larger issues in sports, Jason, is like power, control. Whose team is it? Right now, it's Aaron Rodgers' team. Mike McCarthy was there. They feuded. Aaron Rodgers wins. Aaron Rodgers goes right to two NFC title games, wins the MVP award. How can you get rid of Aaron Rodgers when he's still at the height of his powers? How can you do that? They do it differently in Green Bay. I mean, look, they push Brett Favre out. Right, Brett Favre, who they they were okay with him for a long time. You know, just like same thing with Brady in, in New England. They were okay with Brady not coming to OTAs. They were okay with Brady doing what. But then when he started to get the other players to not go to OTAs, and suddenly Gronk was following him and not going, then that's when Bill Belichick said, "You know what? He's not buying into our philosophy anymore, so he's gone." And and you can make it look like Brady chose his new team, but it really was he was forced because the Patriots didn't make him a good offer, and they basically shoved him out the door. They the Packers did the same thing with Brett Favre. They were okay with his, hey, every other year I might retire kind of thing. And then they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And suddenly what happened? That, that had a really short shelf life of, hey, Brett, whatever you want, man, is fine. Remember when Brett Favre was going to retire, they told him, you can come back to camp and battle it out with Aaron Rodgers to win the starting job. It was like, wait, what? I got to battle it out with 
this with this kid from Cal that hasn't seen a down in the NFL? You know, I'm gone and you trade me someplace else. The Packers said, great, we have Aaron Rodgers. The Packers go and get Jordan Love, and look, did they overreach for him? Yes, but he's a guy they traded up in the first round to get. You don't think he's going to get a chance to win the job, that they're going to try to hand it to him? Of course they are. So Aaron Rodgers is playing great, but they're also kind of done with his act as well. And, and so now it's at the end, even though Rodgers won the MVP, it's okay. We've kind of had it with him. We want to push him out the door. There are many things they could have done to make nice with Aaron Rodgers and help them out a bit, but they've not. So you can tell their cards are on the table the same way. Now, should they push Aaron Rodgers out for Jordan Love? No. Are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, do you think Aaron, Jordan Love's going to have a really good career? The guy, the, guy could, the guy could barely, he couldn't even, not that he needed to get on the field, but he didn't even show that, hey, he's a guy that could take over for Aaron Rodgers one day. Rodgers is still playing at a high level, but that's irrelevant because they want him out because the Packers think, okay, we're done with this guy. We're done with dealing with him. We're on to, we got to be on to somebody else after, after 12, 13, 14 years. That's just how the Packers do things. Yeah, I look back at the Packers at the end of the Favre era. So 2004, they make the playoffs lose. 2005, no playoffs. Six, no playoffs. 2007, they won a playoff game. But I I look at that and I'm like, well, they were good with Brett Favre at the end, but they were not like Super Bowl contender good. Like these Packers right now, who are the best teams in the NFC? Tom Brady and the Bucs obviously are number one. And after that, like, I think you've got to say the Packers are the second best team in in the NFC. I, I, Seattle's on the downward trajectory. I just, I have a problem seeing how the Packers are going to push out Aaron Rodgers right after an MVP when they've gone to two straight NFC title games. Like, Favre was good and they were a playoff contender, but they're not a Super Bowl contender with Favre. Like, you're risking probably never getting a job again as a GM or a head coach if you screw this up, don't you think? Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think it matters. I don't think they see it that way. They, they, remember, it's it's a much different way the Packers do business than anybody else in the NFL, right? Like, Belichick could do it because, well, you know what? Hey, people are giving me just as much credit for the Super Bowls as Tom Brady, right? We didn't start winning till I got here. I won with many different players. So he had the cachet to do it. So you, you understand that. Green Bay, it doesn't make sense, but it's like this is just kind of how we do business. No one player is bigger than the team. Mm. When, when, we're, when we're done with you, we're done with you and we're moving on. Yeah. And it, it doesn't make sense, but th- this is the way the Packers do it. And like I said, I disagree. I think you'd want to keep Aaron Rodgers and keep him happy because yeah. the guy's great. But this is just how they do it. And somebody's going to get really lucky because he's going to demand the one team to be traded to. And that's the team they're going to trade him to. And that's what, maybe it's the 49ers. Maybe this is what, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe this could be a case where, hey, you're giving us Aaron Rodgers and here's the third pick in the draft. Good luck with Mac Jones. You know, it could be, but it's going to be something and it's going to be sudden. And it's going to be a strike by Aaron Rodgers where he can get the Packers just scrambling all over the place going, what do we do? Aaron Rodgers just told us he's not going to play for us again. It's right before the draft. What do we do? What do we do? And then here comes John Lynch going, hey, you guys, what do you think about uh, right. about this trade? What do you think about something like this? <laughs> or it's a different team. And so, that's how it's going to happen. So he is a smart dude, and he is going to play that card when he's got the most leverage. That's so, what's going to happen. Jason, do you know the Bruno Mars song, Treasure? Treasure? Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. my wife and I, I'm sure you're married. Uh, you, you know, I'm sure you know taking credit for doing things. And my wife and I made a joking song out of treasure. Credit! That's just what you want, right? Who Everybody wants credit for doing things. And you look at the situation in Green Bay, everybody's giving Aaron Rodgers the credit. Nobody's acknowledging this new coach, LeFleur, right? He's two years in, he's won to go to two NFC title games. But it's like, it's nothing he's doing. It's all Rodgers. I'm just telling you, if he really thinks he can do this without Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan loves the guy, Bro, you're not going to be long for the NFL. I, at least that's my opinion. I, I just don't think that's going to work. But you didn't answer the most important thing, Jay. What's Where that? is Aaron Rodgers going? Well, didn't I just say San Francisco? Ah, I mean, come is, on. No is, way. Is, 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 isn't that where I just said? Kyle there, Shanahan. San Francisco. No Kyle Sh- way. Hey, that's what, listen, that, that's, that's home, right? So why wouldn't I want to go do that? Right? That's home, man. That's home. I mean, you, you, another great landing spot would be Denver. For him, because clearly, Ooh. look at all the Ooh. weapons they have in Denver. That is an offense that is locked and loaded and ready to go, man. Yeah. They are like, hey, we are, we we got we got we got good we got great wide receivers. We got a really good tight end. We got a good running game. Hey, we're ready, man. Come come do it and come get an extra uh, extra ten yards on your fastball when you play at mile mm-hmm. high, just like Peyton Manning did when he showed up. Vic Denver's Fangio a, and yeah, Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be fun. Very. But who would really be the head coach there? 
Who Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. He'd be the head coach. So I'm going to go to a place where I could be the head coach. Or I could either work with somebody I like that's going to do what I want, or I'm going to go someplace where you have no choice but to do what I want. Yeah, I'll just steamroll them. I like that. You know, because I can always go above your head and tell John Elway, hey, John, this is kind of what I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Vic. It'll, yeah, it'll work out that way. I like well. that. There you go. Uh, Jason Smith, Jason McIntyre in for Dan and the Danettes Twitter at How About a Fresca. Jason at Jason R. McIntyre. Uh, coming up next, we got a great story out of the NBA because one superstar isn't a big fan of the new NBA playoff way they do things with the 7 to 10 playing games. We get into that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Uh, Luka Doncic of the Mavs weighed in on the NBA playoff format last night, and he was not happy about the play-in tournament concept. After they lost to the Sixers, uh, Luka Doncic, whose Mavericks are in seventh place right now, said, quote, I don't understand the idea of a play-in. You play 72 games to get into the playoffs, then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. So I don't see the point of that. Um, here's the thing. You're five games over 500. All right, you're not in third place, and they told you only the top two teams made the playoffs. Dude, play better. Jay, play better. This is this is not a Mavericks thing. Oh, boy, they'd really get screwed. No, you got to win, man. You got to beat teams to get in. And if you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Play better. Don't finish seventh in the Western Conference. That, that, that's what I think about this when I see Luka Doncic going, oh, man, I don't get this. We play. You know what? Everybody plays all year, and not everybody makes the playoffs. There's nothing special about Dallas and about, hey, we're getting screwed if we have to uh, you know, play in a play-in series here. I do wonder. Where where is this coming from with Luca? Does that mean he's unhappy? Do you do you think? And again, I this is what we do in the NBA. We look and see. Oh, hey, uh, what potential free agents could be on the move? Who could want to team up with someone and where? And for a minute there last year, we thought, oh, people are going to want to go to Dallas to team up with Luca. He just seems unhappy right now, does he not? I, I complaining about the playing game when you're a lock to make to be the seventh seed at least. You're not going to fall out and miss the playoffs unless, like, Luka gets hurt the rest of the way. I don't know. I wonder if this is coming from somewhere else. Is he unhappy? Because, frankly, you know, you look at that Dallas roster, it's like Luka is an elite player. After that, Porzingis always hurt. Who's their third best player? Tim Hardaway Jr.? Jalen Brunson? You know, I I, I, I don't feel optimistic about Luka right now. And you look at the two young stars in the league. Luka won. How many playoff games did win against the Clippers last year? One or two? One. Okay. And you look at Zion, missed the playoffs last year. They're not making it again this year. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's a little harder than it looks to win in the NBA. Luka's <laughs> not just going to take the damn league over. He was the MVP favorite in Vegas before the season. He's not going to finish top three. And Zion, who has been otherworldly, like people are not paying attention because they stink. And Stan Van Gundy has apparently wrecked the team. Um, and David Griffin who everybody thought, oh, he won the trade with Anthony Davis. Oh, they got a million draft picks. Well, he could cuddle those at night while Anthony Davis and LeBron go toward another title and the Pelicans are home for the holidays. Like, I, we, we got to get – and, Jason, this goes back to the Reggie Miller stuff. I want to see Luka for multiple rounds in the playoffs. You know, like, I don't want him out after one series. I, I want to get him to team up with other good players because I'm kind of sick of him – Hitting passing to Dwight Powell, who misses an open three, when that teammate could be like an all-star, like a Bradley Beal. Like, am I am I being silly here? Do I I just want the good teams to be stacked? No, you know what this is? This is a gateway statement, right? You know, so this is this is a this is this is the ends to a bigger means. So here he is saying, I don't like the playoff format the way it is, right? I, I don't like this. We're in seventh place. We'd have to be in a play-in game. I don't want to play Steph in the first round and in a one game winner go home type situation. I want to get in and try to exert my will on a team in a seven game series, but look where we are right now. I, I don't like this. This is him throwing out that flair telling Mark Cuban, I need help. Right? He's learning the superstar way of how do I let everybody know that I need help? How do I put that message out there that I need help? This is a game that he has started to understand. Okay, being a superstar in this league, I need more here. I know I can't win with this because you're right. Porzingis, as talented as he is, you never know when he's going to be out for a while. I mean, the guy just can't stay healthy. Yeah. He just can't. If he's your second best player, you're not going to win many yeah. games. If he's your fourth best player, okay, maybe because mm. you don't have to count on him as much. But this is the gateway for Doncic to say, I need more help. And he's got the right owner for it because Cuban's going to move heaven and earth to try to yeah. win and try to get players in with Luka. And as long as Luka says, hey, you know what? He's going to be there. He's the guy in Dallas. Okay, I can go there and try to win with him. But th this is him basically saying, setting up that flair going, we're not good enough and yeah. I need more help. And hey, why not come here to Dallas? We're a big market team. We can be, we're just like Miami. We're just like these other big markets. Come here and we can go win and we can have something really special. It's a gateway statement. Let me ask you this, Jay. 
Now, this just hit me, but I can't think of a big-name high draft pick who, after his rookie contract is up, I think it's a five-year rookie contract, who has said, I'm not taking the extension. Right? LeBron took it in Cleveland initially. KD took it in OKC. Everybody takes that extension. Are we close to seeing the first star player reject that extension and just say, I would rather forego money to get to a winner? Would Zion do it? I don't know that Luka would do it. Dallas is a cool city. Um, To me, that will be a major breaking point in the NBA. And again, I'm not going to fault these guys because just because you're drafted by a team, it does not mean under any circumstances you need to stay there forever or for a decade. You you should not let if you're a star, some GM in the front office control you know your your standing in the league because that's how it works now, right? We agree mm-hmm. with that. Like Zion's only going to be as good as the roster around him, right? LeBron was as only as good as the Cavs were when he was there the first run. Like these guys need help. Like nobody can win on their own. Not Michael Jordan could not win on his own. You know that, Jay? Yeah. No, I'll give you Zion as a better a better spot of leaving than Luca because Zion's like Shaq when he says okay I got to leave Orlando I got to get on the main stage mm. and I got to go do it in a bigger spot uh, we'll have more on this coming up next we got more NBA we got a big story out of the NBA as well as the NFL Jason Smith Jason McIntyre in for Dan and the Danettes on Fox at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real would smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own brake kits LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 